1: Oh
2: Welcome back to CHGO Bears After Dark, presented by DraftKings, the number one sports book in America. I am your host tonight, Greg Braggs Jr., and alongside me, as always, is my guy, Nicholas Moriano, working hard on the beat for our Chicago Bears in Hallis Hall, in the locker rooms, doing his thing. So, how are we doing today, Nick?
0: I'm doing great, Greg. Uh, you know, you're obviously also working hard, and you know that's what <laughs> makes us uh, here at CHO. That's why we work so well. Everyone's working hard, whether it's laying brick or asking questions in the locker room. We're all doing our part here.
2: Yeah, that's right. Hey, I got to put out my first article today. You know, now I'm a writer. Take that, Sun Chicago Sun Times. But no, it was pretty cool. My guy Paul wiki. I've shouted him out a few times here the last couple of days, but. Uh, never more deserving enough as a fan like Paul. So got to write an article about him. 400 straight games, uh, gone to as a uh, Chicago bears games, home and road since 2002 is when this streak has started and he's been going to home games since 1979, literally every single home game. So yeah, it was cool to write that article. So now I'm dipping my toes into different things, uh, but we're going to dip our toes into more reaction and recap. Uh, to our Chicago bears and everything that transpired yesterday against the Eagles. And just, you know, a bigger picture outlook like I like to do uh, as far as what we're looking at with the bears heading into this offseason as they now control the number two spot in the draft, depending on how things shake out the rest of the year, uh, the Denver Broncos uh, winning over the Arizona Cardinals, pushing the bears into that number two draft spot. And if things hold the way they are, that's where they'll be picking so i find that interesting uh we'll have cody del mendo coming up here to make you some money from your couch uh giving you some uh, last second bets here for the monday night uh tilt here so a lot of different things planned uh but first as we always do as our guy will dewitt always likes to do is a vibe check nick so you know one day passed, got to go to House Hall today. And we'll get your updates here later on as far as what was said in the in the press conferences. But what's your vibe check, you know, as a fan of this team, not just, you know, someone that covers them?
0: Yeah, and this actually, I feel like this is my first vibe check, if I'm not mistaken. It's your first I come vibe in, check. Yeah, I usually come in halfway through the show. But, you know, I think for me and, you know, just being obviously still a fan of this team, of course. you know, Justin Fields got out of this game against the Eagles healthy that's one of the big things that we want not not you know not every bears players can say that but you know they are getting khalil herbert back spoiler alert that's something i will mention and we'll talk about a little bit more but you know after rewatching just you know bits and pieces of this game it's like the bears were able to really you know contend with the you know one of the best teams in the nfc a super bowl contender like i'll, I'll still call them and do that despite missing a bunch of players on offense, having injuries, and still having that depleted roster that they were going into the game with. So, I think you're feeling really good about it. And it's also cool that I feel like every game now, Greg Justin Fields is breaking another record and putting him in you know a a realm of where these elite players are at getting the 1,000 yard rushing on the season. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. I know you know three games left. Maybe some Bears fans are kind of. Wanting this to be over so that we can go into draft time, like you were just alluding to. But I'm feeling pretty good. How about you?
2: Yeah, no, I I think injury is kind of the perfect place to sit because that's that's my like overwhelming concern. Um, obviously, with Justin Fields, and there was a, it was like a mass unit yesterday with the injuries right out the gate. First drive of the game, you lose EQ on the first pass of the game, then you lose Tevin Jenkins who's been your best offensive lineman by a lot of metrics and, and, you know, even the eye test for somebody that doesn't, you know, grade it, you know, in an analytical way. I mean, this is, you've been your best offensive lineman and now he's hurt. There's word traveling around and, you know, me with my breaking news. So I always have to tread lightly. There is word traveling around that Cody Whitehair may have sustained an injury here yesterday. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. and, you know, even the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, you know, sprains his shoulder, and you know, there, you know, his status. I mean, and and the reason I bring up Jalen Hurts is because there's your franchise quarterback. They're fighting for a playoff spot, so I get it. Our guy, Justin Fields, you know, and all due respect to Adam Hogan, we have pushed back on this a million times. We've gone ad nauseum with this conversation the last few weeks, looking towards the end of this season you know, for me, as far as my vibe check, yes, Justin Fields made it out healthy, but he took a lot of hits. And if he's going to take that many hits the rest of the year, I really am not that comfortable. You know, it's, I'm, it's not a comfortable, comfortable feeling, watching him play these games as exciting as he is in the runs he makes and the plays he does and the there. I mean, how, because Adam's argument always is, well, he's, you know, there's more for him to learn. He can learn in the passing. Well, how much did he really learn in the passing game, would you say, yesterday, Nick? Uh,
0: that's a, it's a good question, Greg. I mean, I guess what he can learn, and even, like you said, the very first passing play, equanimous St. Brown goes. But now he has to learn to trust his progression and what the play is giving him. So you can't really lock on to any receivers because they're a step above, uh, you know, the other guys on the roster. All the guys he's working with are <laughs> pretty much on the same level. So he has to trust each guy and given what the defense is giving him to say, okay, if it's not there, I have to go to, I have to go to this next guy. Sure, I have to trust the, the linemen that are out there at this time. So it does give him an opportunity to go out and play with whoever is out there because people are going to go down, you know, week in week out. Right. But even
2: next year, yeah, they could load the roster and they could have mm-hmm. injuries pile up by halfway through the season. I completely agree with that. It's like, But for me, it is minimal how much he's truly learning and evolving in the passing game. Now, the touchdown to David Montgomery, nice read, blitz coming off the edge. He reads it. You know, he throws it right to the direction the blitz is coming. That's the little things that he is learning. But to me, I already have confidence he can do those things. Maybe fans out there need to see that more consistently to be as convinced as, you know, meatball Greg. But I feel confident he can make that throw at the end when he, you know, uh, breaks gets out of the pocket, breaks contain. And, you know, there's a broken play downfield to Byron Pringle in garbage time. He scores a touchdown and you can, you know, brush it off as garbage time touchdown, but at the same time against the Packers when it was garbage time, he threw an interception and people were critical of that. So you got to give him credit for that garbage time touchdown. If you're going to criticize the interception in garbage time. So I'm not saying there's nothing to be learned. I just don't know if the reward is worth the risk. And you look at a guy like Kyler Murray, the injury he sustained. I mean, it was non-contact. Those things, you know, are just what happens. And even injuries with contact happen. I, I get I get all that. I just am trying in my head as a fan to balance the risk-reward. And, and I'm just nervous every time he takes a hit. And he took the Packers game, he was relatively clean for They didn't run that many designed runs. Now, fast forward two weeks later to this Eagles game, he takes a lot of hits, whether it's getting sacked or hits on his own, you know, accord by taking the ball and running with it. But then also, they did, like, 10 designed runs. And, you know, like, that's all their offense is because they don't have anybody to throw to and they're trying to move the ball. They're trying to beat the Eagles. But that's my point of why this is a dangerous game we're playing with. Having him out there trying to win these games, how much is it worth? It is the juice worth the squeeze. And I know there's a lot of Bears fans that literally want to rip my head off every time I bring up this conversation. But if we're gonna do a vibe check, I'm gonna be honest with what my vibe is, and that's what that I'm just I'm just holding my breath through the rest of the season. It, I, don't get me when Justin Fields took it to the house. It looked like. All of us, Corey Wooten, he's up like a you know a ten year old kid, a Bears fan, jumping. We're all jumping around, high fiving because we. I mean, come on, who co- doesn't get hyped to see something like that? But I'm still going to take a step back and be like, you know, is it selfish of us to say it? You know, there. I'm not worried about the risk. Go out there and finish this season strong, Justin. And then if something happens, then start using hindsight like 2020. No, I'm gonna. I'm going to balance this risk and reward, and and that's basically where I'm at. But I know they're going to play him, so it's probably a moot point to continue to bring up.
0: You know what? They probably are going to play him, Greg. That's probably uh, exactly how the Bears are envisioning these last three games. But it's a valid one because so much of what you want to do in 2023 is centered around Justin Fields. If something bad were to happen in these last – I don't want to say they're, they're meaningless games because you can gain a lot of just experience, opportunity, but you want him to be healthy going into 2023, have right. that offseason to work whatever receivers he has and to gain that just to build off of what he did in year two. But exactly, the, you know who's not going to have that opportunity are the Arizona Cardinals Tyler Murray. And yep. again, they were kind of already out of it given their record and what what the season was looking like for them and now that's just another hurdle they're gonna to have to go through as they're trying to you know get things right over there in Arizona. Right. But look you, you do want to see how the Bears you do want to see how, how Justin Fields finishes off this season. And if you know Luke gets see Matty refluse I don't want to say they 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 don't feel comfortable in where he's at. They just want to see him continue to grow. And they're saying that each and every week he plays, each and every pass he throws, every time he's in that pocket they're seeing progress there. So I get it. I get what you're saying. And I get the, the ramifications. If he does keep playing every time he goes out there, he's open to possibly getting hurt, but that's just a game that, you know, football really is Greg, but hopefully cross our fingers. Justin Fields makes it out of these last three games,
2: you know, unscathed. and we can go into 2023 feeling good about QB. And and Corey brought it up. No matter what that last week, he doesn't want him to play at all. And I agree with him because At that point, he's developed 16 games worth, or 15 since he missed one against the Jets, and I'd be completely fine with that. We'll see when we get to that point if that's what they do. I appreciate the more brags. Hey, that's what you're getting today. No will. So unfortunately, I don't know if there's going to be any moment where I'm left speechless because I kind of have to do (laughs) a little more talking today, which I know is not that hard for me, but we appreciate all of you guys tuning in, And, and as we go down later in the show after we get past Cody, you know, making you some money from your couch here for the Monday night game and uh, the updates from Hallis Hall today that Nick's going to give us after Cody. If any of you have any questions in the chat that you'd like us to answer, uh, you know, feel free to put them in the chat and uh, Joey behind the scenes, hopefully, you know, can make note of it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll come back to them here later in the show. We appreciate everybody tuning in and um, we'll, you know, if, if Cody's ready to rock, I'm ready to rock. We're all ready to make a few dollars in our pockets. He's got lion's colors on for some reason. I don't know what's, is that a Cubs? Oh, it's a Cubs yeah. hat. I apologize. It's a, a Cubs
1: Santa hat. Come on, what man. What am
2: I doing? Because you know what? That's where I, I got scared for a second because I just couldn't, <laughs> I didn't recognize the blue, Uh, you know, because mm. it's a little shiny because it's a Cubs Santa hat, but Appropriate, Cody, because every time you come on here, or whether I'm on with you guys on CHGO bets on Tuesdays, doing our Big Ten talk on CHGO Big Ten After Dark, which just launched last week, I've been giving you a lot of crap about not getting me a shortstop, and you went and got me a shortstop. Even Nick <laughs> White Sox made a move, so we, there is life. We, the, the baseball teams are showing life. So I'm not, you're not coming in today and I'm not going to yell at you for
1: once. Yeah, it's just nice to win one, Craig.
2: It's nice to win I, one. It's hey, nice to win one. got a shortstop, baby. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take it. You know, beggars can't be choosers. He's a talented player, so I'm Yeah, excited. no, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm great, excited about great, that. Great and, breaking uh, news show. I enjoyed
1: it very much. It's like our best one, too, in terms of numbers. So, so that was exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and even uh, the White Sox getting Ben I think, is an underrated move, too. So I think Chicago baseball is actually looking up, and I can't believe I'm saying that. So uh, exciting for this what? city, considering uh, every other team here. I know. Just we're seems like trying to, to resuscitate tanking. this city
2: of, of the sports doldrums we're in right we're now. We're all
1: just. We're all just gambling against our teams. That way we can make some money, man. (laughs) One of
2: the lowest points in Chicago sports as a a collective in history. So, you know, hey, if we can have entertaining content for all you good people across the Mm -hmm. board with Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs, Bulls, Red Stars, Fire, Sky, everything else we do here at CHGO, just wait until these teams are good yeah i said drums you've be busting out some of the mm-hmm. dictionary words I'm, I'm i got words i got words <laughs> but you know what cody's got numbers he's got money he's gonna make in his pocket mm-hmm. so without further ado cody why don't you let her rip and let us know what you're thinking and and let's mm-hmm. make some of these viewers some money today
1: okay so first off related to the bears i took the over yesterday and the only reason i didn't even push was because the two kickers. Uh, what's his name? Freaking missed one, and then <laughs> the deci- the Bears decided to punt on on the Eagles' 31, which ruined the over. So whatever, I'm the over had hit in every single Bears game since they they had traded uh Roquan Smith because the Bears defense had been so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it finally went under yesterday. So uh, disappointing stuff. Anyway. Hey, well, the uh, defense
2: is playing good. And, and all I is. ever talk about is Justin Fields. So shout out to you. You're the first person to bring up the defense today, and they deserve that. So you know, <laughs> they deserve it. They've been playing And good. I didn't
1: even bring up Jack Sanborn, You know what I mean? Amazing. True. Um All right, so we got every every Monday I'm coming in here guys and I'm like and, and Will's asked me to <laughs> Does this game stink? And I'm like, yes, this game stinks. That's and crazy. this game, this game also stinks. Of course, I can't, I can't put too much blame on the NFL on this one. I think we all thought both these teams, or at least one of these teams, was going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. Right. Uh, and both, both really suck. Uh, luckily for us, the the Packers are one of those teams. Um, so the spread tonight is seven and a half. If you got it at seven, uh, if you took the Packers plus seven, I think that's a good bet. Um, but at seven and a half, it's a little risky just cause that's such an important number. Um, the over under is at 39 and a half, which is, ugh, I'm, I'm not <laughs> as much as I love primetime unders, I ain't touching that. So I, and I don't even really like the spread. Like the, I, I would say the public is on the Packers tonight because this Rams team is, I mean, they have so many injuries. Cooper cup is out like Baker Mayfield is in there for Stafford, um, I don't even think Aaron Donald is playing tonight. Like they just have like it's 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 Baker Mayfield, um, Cam Akers and then like Van Jefferson and a bunch of random random dudes that I've never heard of. Like that's where it's basically at. Um, So that's why this bad Packers team is seven and a half point favorites. Um, But I don't like it because we've seen this Packers team all season play down to teams that at least theoretically on paper that they're better than like they mm-hmm. lost to, they lost to the jets they lost to the commanders which at this point in the season maybe you can say that those teams are better than the packers I don't know I'm told Aaron Rodgers is a hall of fame quarterback but what else what what, what else what, what am I supposed to say um so what I'm doing is I'm doing a teaser I have become addicted to teasers over the last month and I'm doing a, set, a six and a half point teaser. So what that means is you can do this on the DraftKings sportsbook app. If you just go and click, um, I'm tell you, if you click Packers minus seven and a half, and then the under which is 39 and a half. And whenever you, those come up, instead of parlaying it, there's a little tab that says teaser on it. And when you do that, you, it gives you the option to do a six, a six and a half, or a seven point teaser. Um, so if I'm like I said, I'm doing a six and a half point teaser which takes Packers minus seven and a half down to just one. And um, so Packers minus one. And then the, I took the under 39 and a half, which increases it to, I think 46 if I'm doing the math correctly. Um, So uh, it's basically a parlay, but it's a teaser um, and it comes out to minus minus one thirty. There's not like a ton of juice on it, but, that's what you get when this game stinks. Now, if you wanted me to tell you what to to bet on, just if you just wanted to take one of those spreads, I would lean Packers minus seven and a half. But again, like I don't know, like this this Packers team is just not one that I can trust. I know that Aaron Rodgers is what like nine and three against the spread, uh, coming off the bye in his career. He's he's got a winning record on prime time. Um, he is who he is. Like I get it, and this Rams team doesn't have a lot of guys. But I don't know. Meg, I could see this Rams team just messing around and and hanging around somehow, some way. Because both these teams just aren't. They just the Packers haven't been much of anything all season. They haven't been able to live up to anything really. Like their their run defense te- is terrible. But like for some reason tonight, I kind of like it, considering it's so cold and uh this the Rams play in Los Angeles. So it's not like they're used to this type of weather. You know what I mean? So I could completely seeing the, the Rams just coming out and getting blown out, but I could also somehow some way seeing them hang around. So that's why I'm teasing it to spread down to one Packers minus one and, and, taking and, the, in and increasing green, the under.
2: And it's in Green Bay and it's like 15 degrees out and that's without the wind yeah. chill. So, you know, for yeah. me, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, ever since he got up on this Haya and he's found his spiritual awakening. He's he's looking a little skinny. You know, me as a thick guy, when I go out and lay the bricks, it's, you know, in the summertime, it ain't no fun on the beach. But in the wintertime, you got a little extra meat on your bones. It keeps you warm. And Aaron's looking pretty cold out there lately. And like last year, I remember in the playoffs, he didn't look like he was having very much fun in the cold at Green Bay, losing to the 49ers while the snow was coming down. There's a chance of snow flurries possibly later Mm -hmm. in the game, you know, is there anything that for you as a betting man, when the temperatures get like that, where you start to look at, you know, the under and things of that Mm -hmm. nature and different numbers out there?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, the under, like, I guess the safest play of like the total or the spread might be the under, because I don't know if the Rams will put any points up. And I just feel like the Packers are going to run the ball all night. Um, and they can with Dylan and and, uh, and Aaron Jones. AJ Dylan's been a lot better for them these last couple weeks. Um, maybe Aaron Jones doesn't get as much play tonight. If there's any, if there's any running back that I am betting on tonight, it'd probably be uh, AJ Dylan more so than Aaron Jones. I know they're coming off the bye, but the game before the bye, they they utilized Dylan a hell of a lot more, and I think it was because Aaron Jones got hurt. So I mean, the season's pretty much over. I know I I understand they're still technically alive in the playoffs, but. I don't know like I how much do they want to preserve Jones at this point They're like the bears when,
2: when they're still in the hunt but they Yeah, they're they're not yeah. in the hunt
1: They're at all. they're they're on they're on the graphic. They're in the hunt graphic. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, no I I would if if not, and you want to talk about player props, I'd lean under on passing yards especially for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you want to go over, um I I do feel like a over is good on dylan or 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 even jones i guess if you do think he's gonna play a lot more than what i think um i will say of the makers
0: cody like my girlfriend and i she wanted to make a bet. she's like should i put cam makers over i think it was let's see they have at 49 and a half i'm like i'm not touching that i'm not touching Mm -hmm. cam makers over that i don't know against Mm -hmm. again green bay packers defense is not what it should be given all the players they have especially
1: their run defense yeah yeah, yeah, so I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, I I'm actually this is a good transition, Nick, into my parlay that I was gonna mention. Um, I have in my I have a four leg parlay, and I have Cam Akers under 59 and a half yards, um, okay. and that's at like I think when I mid- did that in my same game parlay, it was up to it was at like minus 120 or something. So, uh, you know, like it, it was pretty even. Um, so I have that, I have under passing yards for Baker Mayfield at two forty nine and a half, and a half, which was like the highest I could put it on there. Cause just in case, like, I don't know, like I, I hate betting under on passing yards cause just like garbage time can do something or can be a factor. I feel like the Rams are going to be down all game. So they're going to be passing the ball and all, you know, all it takes is one or two guys to like get loose on one or one or two plays and Next thing you know, you're going into halftime, and Baker Mayfield has 170 passing yards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't th- see that happening, but I just I took it as high as I could get on the under for it um, to, you know, that it would let me. Um, and then I guess it gets a little dicey. I have A.J. Dillon to score a touchdown, and then I took Christian, Christian Watson to score a touchdown too. Uh, Four legger, it comes out to plus eleven eighty seven five bucks. Wins you like sixty five or something like that. So um, I would say Watson is kind of like a toss up. Considering like I keep saying, feel like both teams going to be running the ball a lot, but Aaron Rodgers has been targeting him a ton uh, in the red zone, and he's honestly just been one of the better wide receivers the last few weeks. He's been carrying my fantasy team. Um, yeah, so I'm going to ride with him on this one. If you take it single, it's like plus 140, which I don't think is bad odds um, considering how many touchdowns he has over the last month. Um, but, yeah. So, I again, knowing my luck, A.J. Dillon is not going to get nearly as many carries as I think tonight, and it's going to be all Aaron Jones. So if you want to fade me, I wouldn't blame you. I can't. I never get these things right when it comes to these running back committee guys. I just feel like he's the one who's going to get more carries tonight um but yeah so that's my four-legger and of any of any prop of any of any uh player prop I would say taking the under on passing yards for Baker Mayfield whether it's at a parlay or just singly like I think that's a great a great bet also Cam makers under as well
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I sounds I like safe fe- bets yeah I have a feeling Baker Mayfield's going to come back to earth I mean what he did in the last game was remarkable there's something to be said for just kind of like gripping and ripping, not really much of a game plan being installed. The other team doesn't really know what to expect from you. It's kind of like a lightning in the bottle moment Mm -hmm. and um, you know, to the bears benefit too. I may add, so we appreciate it, but uh, I have a feeling that that'll come back down to earth here tonight. Although I'd love for him to torch, you know, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I mean, uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady gets torched and it almost (laughs) looks like the nails in the coffin for his season. So we're kind of in this uncharted territory where you know Super Bowl you know champion greats and and MVPs of this league are are being shown the door early you know and sitting at home with uh, uh you know our Chicago Bears not so yeah. funny anymore is it Green Bay yeah, right you know, yeah
1: like, no I, I I I'd love to like I wish I could have some confidence in taking the Rams I'd love to take the Rams plus seven you give me a touchdown and a hook. Like, with the way that Green Bay has played all season, like, I I look at it and I'm like, I want to do it. Like, but I also kind of feel like it's kind of a trap. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't feel, I, I'm not going to put my money on this very, very, very sus Rams team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, may, maybe wait on it. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe if it's a low-scoring game at halftime, like, a live bet never hurts anyone. That said, the commanders murdered me on a live bet last night. So, you know, it is what it is.
2: <laughs> so, you know, uh, last week, I think the over under was set for Justin Fields on Sunday for like 81. And he rushing passed, yards? Yeah. And he, yeah. like, I won some good money earlier in the season because it was mm-hmm. like easy money. You, you won some good money on Justin mm-hmm. Fields over rushing yards. But now we're in this like area where you're not sure. Like, Against Green Bay, they didn't run him all that much, and then he breaks that big one. But overall, they didn't do too many designed runs. So you have to yeah. count on him to just break one like that. And then this game, they did run him a lot. But on <laughs> the designed runs, he didn't get any yards in. So it's kind of like, where do you stand if the li- like the line continues to be at 80 how confident are you because he did mention that he's looking at that all-time record Mm -hmm. for single season rushing yards at 1206 he's at 1000 so he's 206 yards away with three games potentially to play depending on Mm -hmm. whether or not they play him that last week of the season but let's assume they do you know because that record is in sight how confident are you going forward in this over-under? Should I put a Christmas Eve bet on this here on Saturday? I mean, also, mind you, there could be a lot of snow uh, coming yeah. into Chicago. So that adds into the equation, of course.
1: I'll say this. like, First off, I hate how the player props don't ever like get put on the books until like a day or two before. And that's, that's where...
2: That's an injury I, report thing probably, right? Yeah,
1: it definitely is. So I'll, but I'll say this much. If you pay, if you, you care so much to make that bet, I'd be checking, I'd be checking DraftKings Thursday. If they still have not up Thursday. I'd be checking it Friday morning and getting it as early as possible. Cause I think that no matter what people are going to be coming in there and slamming the over just because it's hit so much this year. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take the over, get it as early as you can cause that number is only going to rise. Um, yeah, because eighty one right. felt like a lot. <clears throat> I bet when it I bet when it opened, it was probably in the seventies, mm-hmm. and like that's like the narrative around him nationally is that he can't throw and he just runs the ball and that's it. Like I'm not I don't believe that, but like that's that's what the narrative around him is. If you just turn on any other network that's talking about the Bears at some at some point, so like. That's why I feel like the 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 market is like that, and that's why it was so clutch to get the get on him early in the year, whenever those numbers were around forty yards, and now they're up to like what you said, eighty last week. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, get it early is if you really want to take it. Um, that said, if you did wait till Saturday, I mean, what I mean, considering the snow, considering you know how the Bears or how he's playing of late, it does seem like he wants to throw the ball more, but given the offensive line and him not having much time, I mean, I still think it's a good bet to place just because, like, he there's been so many instances where he does try to pass, but then he, he, he eventually, you know, these guys are coming after him and he just doesn't have anyone open, and then he just makes magic happen. You know what I mean? Like. I could see I could continue to see that happen against the Bills. Uh I and, and I wish I had take Bears plus nine on Sunday. I think I said on this show last week that I would have taken the Eagles if it moved up to ten. And for most of that game it looked like that was that would would have been a smart play if you had played that. But then, you know, he had that huge drive at the end of the game where, you know, He just gave the Bears a chance to win at the end if they would have been able to get an onside kick or got the uh, you know been able to get a stop on defense. So if they did what they did against that Eagles team, got the Bills coming to town this week. Like I guess it's a short week if you want to count one whole day. Like I'd like the I I like the if it I'd like the Bears to cover again this week, Um, just based off what I've seen from the Bills. Like right now it's an eight and a half. Um, Especially if it's
2: if it's a snow game. All mm-hmm. bets are off.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, they're Especially. used to it.
2: They just played in it here mm-hmm. on Sunday or Saturday uh, yeah. in their win over the Dolphins, which was it, a really entertaining game. But mm-hmm. just in general, those kind of games, anything can happen as far as a loose ball, fumble, way you're carrying it, the way you mm-hmm. throw it. The wind is so yeah, much okay. different in Soldier Field than it is mm-hmm. in Buffalo and- for a game like that
1: and and you guys said it too like the bears defense has been playing better in recent weeks now yep
2: they're competing i know they had
1: i know they had some injuries on yesterday so i guess play that, monitor that a little bit, right? Cause you know, Josh Allen ain't no joke, obviously, uh, but yeah, if there's snow and like all, if the weather really plays a factor or potentially could play a factor, then yeah, I mean, I think the bears could hang around, especially like, I think that's the thing about fields. That's like impressed me the most is that he's just been able to take this roster and make them look just like a competitive team. And like, you know, that's, I guess that's why I care so much to watch him play every Sunday now, because it gives me, it's a it selfish, gives me hope. As I said, it <laughs> gives it's our me hope, selfish hope, man, reason, for the future. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, no doubt. I
2: get it. I, hey, don't get me wrong. I love watching mm. him play too. I just yeah. really want him to be healthy for the offseason so him same. and Claypool can get, be on the same page. And week same. one, we are ready to start competing <laughs> for a playoff spot. I'm not guaranteeing yeah. a playoff spot, but I think they should at least be competing in the same yeah. way that the Lions are competing to try to so. get in the playoffs That's, I think, a reasonable goal for the Bears next year. So, Cody, we appreciate your time here tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully you make some money. Hopefully the people, you know, heed your advice. You're, uh, you're, uh, You're one of our gambling experts, you and Sean, on CHGO Bets Weekly, giving away college and pro games all over the place, prop bets, doing your thing. I'll be on with you tomorrow night for our CHGO Big 10 after dark, and I enjoy that very much every week, especially when my Purdue Boilermakers are number one in the country. So I may stop giving you shit about getting me a shortstop, but I will never stop giving you shit about my mm. Purdue Boilermakers dominating you two over there, Nick. I know you're an Iowa Hawkeye fan. Fran certainly had a meltdown <laughs> last week for the ages. He usually does.
1: <laughs> well, before I get out of here, and I hate saying this because Will's not here, but the Indiana Hoosiers are what we thought they were, Greg. <laughs> so.
2: take, take that, Will, as my say, yeah. I love it. I love it. Getting into right. Big Ten play. We'll have some fun this season. Have a good night, Cody, and best of luck to you. your bets. See you, guys. That is Cody Del Mendo from CHGO Cubs, first and foremost, doing his thing, breaking Dansby Swanson news. And then, of course, CHGO Bets with Sean Anderson. They do a great job over there as well. So make sure you're tuning into those shows. Uh, They're giving away free money here, people. It's, uh, you know, what more can you ask for? Uh, Before we get into, you know, some of the good sponsors of the show, I just would would like to say, you know, because everybody gives me crap about my breaking news. And I did see something cross the timeline about Cody Whitehair potentially having a bad knee injury. And the person that they said reported this was David Kaplan. So I went right to the horse's mouth because it just so happens I'm good friends with David Kaplan. So I texted him and asked him what was going on. And he said he is hearing that Cody Whitehair has an injury to his knee, but they are not sure of the severity. So we shall see that's something he's just put out there here uh, not too long ago. Uh, So I appreciate David getting back to me and making me accurate with my report. See, that's how you do it, Nick. You don't just go on Twitter and react two seconds later and just start spouting off. You double down, you check your sources. Look at me. I'm growing up before our eyes. I may not know how to shut up, but I am learning here on the job. I'm
0: proud of you, Greg, because that's exactly what you got to do. Double up on your sources, make sure you have everything checked, uh, you know, and you learn from your mistakes. That's what that's every true. everybody does in every profession. You learn from those mistakes, but that's interesting. Um, I know just being in the locker room uh just yesterday, Cody Whitehair was he did speak to the media, so m- maybe something flared up, who knows, but uh they'll actually have the injury report out tomorrow um and you know we'll get into that when in the next segment of the show because it's a short week tuesday is now the wednesday in a That's normal practice week so we'll we'll, we'll see if there's any update yeah exactly exactly but uh Greg you did mention the great sponsors of our show That's so you right. know I'm just going to go right into telling everybody about shady rays which are premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity substantial durability and style's care to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays—they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Lost and broken replacements—if you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in the lake, throw them off a cliff for some reason. Watch, uh, you know, the Bears lose another game, and you just decide to stop on them. Guess what? Shady Rays has got your back. Even with that strong of a protection program, too, they still manage to make quality. That I can tell you holding in my hand seems just like any expensive pair that I've owned in the past. And Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five star reviews. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54 redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades
2: that's right and we got our guy coffee and bears in the chat asking has nick said anything yet listen i let him do the ad read just talk there i i was quiet for a whole two minutes there but you know what honestly we got to figure out how to get me to shut up and let nick talk more And this show would be a lot more informed but my wife's been trying to get me to shut up for like 20 years and she hasn't figured it out so best of luck to you guys here at chgo but you know also another thing you all should know in the chat because we are getting to the christmas season we are a week a less than a week away at this point before you got to put the gifts under your christmas tree and there's one person you need to go to to give your friend's a gift, and that's Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box-style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy-carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers. They're veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere and offer local pickups, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and the bar- backyard barbecue enthusiasts. So go check out their website, ChiTownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Custom Cornhole Boards to get your friends ready here for the Christmas season in the new year. Always a good time to be throwing bags, throwing cornhole. And uh, the next time somebody gets a chance, step on up and see if you can take me. But, uh, yeah, so now that we've gotten through, you know, some of the pleasantries of this show, as we always do, we're going to move on to our next next segment. And that's, of course, you know, Nick giving us the update because he was at Hallis Hall today recapping the Bears game against the Eagles and finding out the happenings, what's going on with our head coach and our football team. So why don't you go ahead and fire away, Nick?
0: Yeah, Greg, we'll start with, I think, the most pressing thing, and that's Tevin Jenkins obviously leaving yesterday's game with that neck injury, getting carted off the field. But the update that Eberflus provided today is that it's encouraging. That's exactly what he said uh, yesterday after the game. He was released from the hospital but really didn't have much else to say. Um they said though that they'll see where he is on Tuesday when that injury report comes out. He was asked if he, you know he will play again this season. And here's a direct quote from Eberflus, "We'll see, we'll see. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. All those injury report will come out tomorrow. We'll know more as time goes, but that's where it is right now." So, hopefully the best um you know is, is Ahead for Tevin Jenkins yeah, because that, that was a scary incident.
2: It's weird because if it was something serious, a lot a lot of the times they'll just get ahead of it and say so. Maybe not the day of the game, but that Monday, if it was something that it's gonna be a long recovery, sometimes they'll go out and just say it. So maybe there's a maybe there's a hope that it was a stinger and just a scare and they're just making sure going through some testing. What do you what what do you think from that? you know, guess there.
0: No, yeah, that's uh something that um, you know, I was talking with uh with some of the Bears Beat reporters, and it is an encouraging sign that he was released from the hospital. Right. Yeah. So if he did have a you know a severe neck injury, he probably wouldn't be doing that. And he's also meeting flu said with some specialists just to get a double check on everything that's going on there. So, you know, hopefully it's it's he's just progressing in the right direction because again it was scary, he was down on the ground, he was moving his arms and legs though. So that's probably a good sign, but we'll, we'll know more come tomorrow. Uh, Also with sticking with kind of the injuries and updates of players, Khalil Herbert will be back. Uh, He's cleared and ready to go. Everflu said he's looking good, moving good, and he just looks great. So that's good to see from him on, on the other end of the spectrum though, Jack Sanborn, all Everflu said was, yeah, he said the injury report will come out tomorrow. So hopefully Greg, that's not like, Hey, he's out out for the year or whatever, again, being three games left, but you kind of wanted to see more Jack Sanborn because every time he's out there on the, right. with the defense, he's making plays, but we'll he's watch to see. the gaps. Yeah. And honestly, Greg, like, you know, if he goes down, you saw Joe Thomas step up, but he's playing out of a little bit out of position because he was playing the the Sam and now he had to play the the, the Mike. So you're getting guys out of position And you're really just really digging into the depth chart that this Bears offense or this Bears team doesn't have at this point. So it's going to be interesting to see what what ends up happening with Sanborn and how they just uh, handle all these injuries that they have going on. And again, still continuing with that, the trend of injuries. He did say he's hopeful that Chase Claypool and Nikhil Harry will be back. But I, I really don't know how much weight I'm going to put into that, Greg. Like he's hopeful, they're trending in the right direction. Right. And then out of nowhere, in his answer, he said, mentioned they have a Nasimba Webster. So if that makes you feel better about the wide receivers the Nassimba Webster being there, that's great. But again, that's going to be a wait and see game. It's on a short week two against the Buffalo Bills. That's true. You would hope the the Bears can get some reinforcement at the wide receiver position. And Equinymus St. Brown still in that concussion protocol. We saw what it did to Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker missing two right. games. Uh, it, it's, it's not looking good in terms of the, the amount of guys they even have at the wide receiver position for, for Justin Fields moving forward. Um, he was asked, Eber Floos about Fields and the cramping that he's been experiencing. Because there's been a couple of games now where he's yep. had to be stretched down the sidelines and... This time what, he had to go all the way to... back
2: to the locker room and get an IV.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... He was asked, what what can they do to kind of prevent this? And Ibrafus was saying they just need to come up with a plan and come up with that plan ahead of the game. And I, you mentioned the IV that uh, Justin even said maybe if he had taken that before the game, which he didn't, in yesterday's loss to the Eagles, maybe that would have prevented it. And he was asked, could that realistically you know, help Justin not get these cramps? He's like, it could be. So maybe IVs before games, regardless of the weather, could be something that Justin Fields just needs to get because he moves around a lot differently than everybody else does. Craig, we will never experiencing that, but that's that's just who he is and what the the kind of the stress he puts on his body, right? So um, it takes a lot more for him to to get moving or to move and, and what the the pressure he puts on his body. So maybe an IV is going to be what it what he needs moving forward to hopefully uh, prevent that from happening. And we ta- kind of mentioned this earlier too, Greg, about the rushing record. Um, Eberflus was asked, like, okay, Justin said he's already far enough into the season. Might as well kind of go for it, right? It, Eberflus was like, let's let's kind of tone that back a little bit. Thank I God. Think, <laughs> yeah, he said, I think if it happens, great. I don't think it's something that we'll focus on. I think we'll just use him the best way we can to win the football game. So we'll take a look at it, each individual defense that we face and the unit we face, and then go from there, what's best for our team to win. And I think that's about like, honestly, I know that's a historic record. It would be awesome if Justin can get that, but don't put him in harm's way, force him to run, if, if it's gonna, you know, just to get this record, because that's exactly what we were talking about earlier in the show, Greg, what we don't wanna see, put him in harm's way, get him injured, and then prolong, you know, twenty twenty three. We don't want to see that, but that's how he's kind of viewing the record. And yes, it's very unique. Obviously, Lamar Jackson has, and you mentioned the two hundred six yards he needs. So it, it's not some, it's not a priority for for and the Bears offense to so go and get that. And then last thing, and this is kind of what we have the headline on the show about, is is Valis Jones Jr. and my, like with. Him fumbling, and this already a limited wide receiver room. How do you kind of approach this? Do you have to be the good cop, bad cop kind of guy in terms of how to get a point across? And he said, "Irreflex he with adversity, you have to be encouraging." And then he also mentioned with just with with uh, holding the football, the five points of pressure. I have a football right here. I can demonstrate what the hell that actually means because it seems like Vailus right now can kind of use it. So you got your fingertips, right? And then you got your palms. So like you got to have it under high tucked forearms, bicep chest. That's all it is. And <laughs> I, I like again, this. maybe this I have to a go look.
2: Demonstration.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, look, you're not getting oh, this football guns. out of here sure. and we're, we're going out to the sideline, hanging out to the football. We're good, but it's, it's an interesting, they're in an interesting place, Greg, because the third round draft pick and Yet he keeps making the same mistakes. And I don't know how much longer you can go almost like babying him in a way for to get the, the point across. Because right now, you're, you saw Sam Mustafer get benched because of his play. It only lasted like 10 snaps, right, with Lucas Patrick. But he was benched. And with making, if you keep making the same mistake over and over again, it's like it's not getting across, Greg. So uh that's that's it, it's an interesting topic. I know people right before even the show started left some comments in the chat you know what what they should do with Velas and we might even get to this discussion you know a little bit yep. later, but it's just it, i it's just an interesting way of how you can handle a a very what Ryan Paul was gonna be a crucial player in this whole uh scheme that he was kind of building here with with Justin Fields. but right now kind of kind of look in the other direction right now
2: well let's get into it uh because and again for anybody that's in the chat that have some questions if you've already filed some away we'll we'll try to get to those here to end this show and if you have any questions here uh if you're just tuning in uh please send them in and we'll try to answer them before we go um it was my goal to get some of you guys here some of your answers question because we appreciate everybody that hangs out here in the chat you know day in and day out and we want your voices to be heard as well because uh, everybody's always really great in the chats. I'm in there on, on the weekdays when I'm laying bricks, sitting there at lunch, and it's always a fun interaction with the game. So, uh, but I did have a little little game because, you know, Will's always good with the games, right? He he does the two truths and a lie, and then he's got these other games. Two truths and a lie always throws me through a loop because I have a caveman brain, but I've tried my best. So today we're going to play a game, but we're going to keep it simple. K I S S keep it simple, stupid, and I'm the stupid. So we're going to keep it simple and we're going to play this game called keep or cut. And I highlighted five names of guys that we saw yesterday. And then the news here today that has just recently broke um, that could potentially, we'll see um, how the severity of it, but the five names I have, and I'm going to run down the list and we'll start right there with Valus Jones, keep, or cut like bottom line, when you get to the off season, if today was the final game of the season and everything you've seen you in, you know, I know there's a lot of different variables with free agency and everything else. So let's just try to keep it simple. Would you keep or cut Bayless Jones? Ooh, tough
0: one, Greg. Okay. As much as I was like, you know, saying about Bayless and what he needs to do, just holding on to the football. You do, you do keep them and it's a short leash though man like you can't see this even in preseason like this is a guy that I would want to see a lot in preseason making these mistakes then I think that that should be all you need to know because he knew what his problem was his rookie year he has a whole entire offseason but in preseason you're seeing these same issues that happen then you cut but I'm saying you keep him for now what what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, if this wide receiver room had more depth, he'd be cut. Mm -hmm. But it's almost impossible for them to add the amount of players they're going to need to add this (laughs) offseason for him to be a cuttable player. So at this point, you're keeping him. But he is on thin ice going into the preseason and training camp next year. He starts putting the ball on the ground at camp. And if he dares do it in a preseason game, depending on what this depth chart looks like, because you know Ryan Poles, who is continually turning this roster over, you know Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool are going to be here. I think there's a good chance N'Keele Harry will be here next year. I think there's an outside chance that Equinamius St. Brown, and that's the first time I've ever said his name fully and not just gone to the EQ. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I want some credit there. I think he can be a back end of the depth chart kind of guy. Maybe Dante Pettis if they can't find somebody to return punts as a back end of the depth chart, special teams type of guy. But when you're in the back end of that depth chart, you got to play special teams too. You're not going to be dependent on to run routes unless there's injuries that occur. So I think, and right now, Valus Jones can't be trusted at punt, maybe on kick return. So that might save him. You know, as far as a roster spot availability, but if he fumbles the ball at any moment, you know, when we get to next year, I think he absolutely is a cut candidate. But I'm with you right now. I'm going to keep keep him. And you know, if they are competing for the playoffs, then the draft pick makes a little more sense. Because if they're not competing the playoffs for, you know, the third year or fourth year into his, you know, uh, you know, career then at his age, drafting a guy like that makes absolutely, you cannot defend it. I understand, you know, some people, oh, the age thing doesn't matter. No, he can have a great career in the NFL no matter what age he's drafted in. But when you're a team in a rebuild, you better be competing fairly quickly if you're going to draft a guy at that age. Because once his rookie contract runs up after four years, he's 29 years old. You're not going to keep him. So you're only, you know, potentially going to have him for, that's why next year is crucial for them to compete and him to play well on that competitive team or else how many years are you actually getting him on the bears while they're competitive? So I know that's a lengthy answer, but that's where I sit with it. I'll try to be shorter with my answers in the next four Cairo Santos, a guy that's missed five extra points here uh, over the season. He missed an extra point yesterday. Uh, yeah, I understand it was a little windy, but extra points are no excuse. And then he, then he passes on a 48 yard field goal attempt, you know, forcing the bears to take a delay a game and they're punting from like the 31 yard line. Um, not loving what I've seen from Cairo lately. And I thought he was, you know, as cold as ice, as far as, you know, um, you know, as a steady, steady leg for this team, maybe the best kicker we've had since Robbie gold. Are you. Keeping or cutting Cairo Santos in the offseason?
0: yeah, greg it, it was it was concerning to see again another missed extra point, and then you know, I spoke to him in the locker room afterwards and seeing kind of what he's doing. It, it's it's I don't know it should it be concerning that he's changing up something to kind of figure it out in extra points. You could definitely see it that way. He said that he did feel more comfortable with the adjustment he made now was kicking from the middle on the extra points. But I'm not going to create another hole on a roster that has plenty of turnover in 2023. So you keep Cairo Santos. He makes his field goals, which is so. That's always just the the weird thing. Like you can make your field goals, but for some reason the extra points are just giving him fits. And you know, I thought that bye week would get him straight because he was missing some up to that point, and then obviously this happened. So I, I think you you do keep him. And you just have to monitor it. But I think Cairo Santos will revert back to what we consistently knew him as being just consistent. Somebody you can count on.
2: I mean, it would be so bears to cut him and then he becomes a clutch kicker for another team, especially if it was somebody within the division. I mean, look at the Lions. They picked up, you know, um, the kicker that we had here while Cairo was Badgley. hurt. Uh, Badgley, the the, 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 what do they call him? The Badger, not the honey badger, but the, the something badger somebody in the chat help us out well come on where's don where's don where's don the bear man or not don the bear man don burr don the bear man would rip don burr to shreds uh (laughs) figuratively but um you know yeah they took badgley and he seems to be doing well there and that's my only pushback is how confident are you in cairo 50 plus yards
0: yeah, I mean that's probably not. Yeah, that's because not that's where, my thing. That's where I go with yeah. this. It's
2: like, yeah, he has been really steady. Uh, this year's been all over the map. Okay, maybe he's helping the tank. Who knows? <laughs> maybe he's in on it. Paul's threw him a few extra bucks in his back pocket, and that's why he's missing these kicks. I doubt it, but at the same time, I'm looking across the league, and guys are making like 70 yard field goals. <laughs> like they're making like 62 yard field goals, and there's plenty of distance behind the. You know, it hits the back of the net like it could have gone for 75. And it just seems like kickers more and more every year, the distance is getting further and further. And someone in the chat said, you know, uh, give me, a you know, a, a kicker with a big that actually has a big leg. And, you know, I definitely think they need to look into it. Um, Cairo certainly has learned to play. In Chicago, and, and, and I thought he had gotten the win figured out, and now it seems like he's somewhat spooked at Soldier Field. He's talking to you about sight lines from the certain hash marks, so I think it's kind of in his head, and that's what Soldier Field can do to you. Robbie Gold used to, like, if you ever watch Steph Curry in a preseason, uh pregame warm-up, he has all these different drills to get ready for a game, and it's, to me... Going to watch Steph Curry play his pregame warm up is more entertaining than the game itself. To actually watch how he prepares, and then that—that's how he's able to make these amazing shots. And the same is actually for Robbie Gold when he played for the Bears. He had a really unique warm up routine as a kicker. He would go to the literal sideline of the field and try to hit the goalpost from the side of the field just to you know get his gauge for the wind mm-hmm. on that end zone and different, you know, whatever he's doing to get himself ready for the game. And that's kind of the stuff you have to do here in Chicago to be ready to make kicks, because it just changes so much. There's swirling winds, and, you know, the snow and cold and everything else. And the field itself is sometimes can be an issue. We saw earlier in the year, they're padding the, you know, grass down. They got a penalty for that. I was told by Patrick scales that that actually should have been a warning. And they gave him a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, Saw him at the Bernie's book bank banquet. And he was telling me that. So there's a lot of weird intricacies that go into kicking at soldier field. So Cairo at least is ahead of the game with that stuff, but I don't think he necessarily has the biggest leg. Uh, the final three that I want to go through is the offensive line. And I'm going to start with Alex Leatherwood. Are you keeping or cutting Alex Leatherwood?
0: so i think you're keeping greg and because they claimed him i forgot what the contract goes for for alex what leatherwood so i think they're actually contractually uh with with leatherwood for a little bit but you know i think you saw what the 17 snaps yesterday and you're going up against a really good pass rush in the, the philadelphia yep. eagles but you might as well see what you got right a- at this point you have some youth he obviously that's what what's going for him and the talent um and just to see like that's going to be his actual spot the the tackle position as opposed to guard or at least you would have an off season, even figure it out and you know try some things and you know with the the injury of tevin jenkins i wonder you know how that factors into stuff and maybe even cody Whitehair too right now so I'm, I'm keeping leatherwood and you know you're not it's not a big sum of money and the age is a benefit to him as opposed to valus jones jr where we're talking about man he's already older
2: A couple hypotheticals. If Tevin Jenkins is okay and the Bears are going to move forward with him next year um, and Cody Whitehair is hurt for the rest of this year, would it be smarter if you were considering to play him at guard, would it be smarter to try him out at left guard? Because in the back of your head, you're like, all right, we're going to let Tevin Jenkins be right guard. So instead of giving him snaps there, let's see what he can do at left guard. And if he can, you know, show some promise there, maybe we have something with those two guys. Is that a ridiculous meatball Greg thought, or am I on to something? No, well, Greg, I know
0: that he had been taking snaps at both tackle and guard. I just don't know if it was ever at left guard. guard. Yeah. So that's, that would be the interesting thing. And obviously you, you have Schofield as kind of like your veteran guy that can go in um, you know, if he has to, and absolutely needs to fill in at that, that position being a veteran presence there, but it, Kurt I wouldn't says, say. It's...
2: Kurt Gullage says in the chat, he played left guard in college. So, okay. So he has familiarity
0: with it. Um, it's not, it's not a meatball. It's not a meatball take though. But <laughs> so it's, to answer your question, but that would, that would get really interesting though. Especially if, uh, there is, you know, a, if these last three games, Cody Whitehair can't go you're really pressing for guys and Tevin with the neck you need guys to play at those guard positions and you know uh, Alex other may have to fill in there if you know reef is fine I don't I don't even know what the status of Borum is at this point with his knee so yeah you're getting thin
2: across this entire roster (laughs) I'm sorry I'm reading Donovan Walker in the chat it said during our Cairo Santos (laughs) in conversation said calling five missed PATs in a season of slump should be illegal. And then he said, go to jail. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Arrest me. I'm sorry. I want to believe he's, you know, it's going to go away. He's got the yips. I can't help it. I like Cairo. So this new, uh, you know, whatever he's going through right now, I was not expecting that it was one of our only non-problems heading into the season. Now, Of course, that's a problem, and I hate when kicker is a problem, so I'm just trying to pretend like it's not happening right now. Uh, A couple more hypotheticals, and it was Money Badger. Thank you to the chat uh, Mm -hmm. with our guy over in Detroit, Badgley, the new kicker for the the Lions who played here for a game uh, with the Bears. Money Badger. I knew our chat would come through. The last two are a couple hypotheticals um, that we have to kind of play around, and the first one being Cody Whitehair. Hypothetically, our guy David Kaplan's news is correct, and he has a knee injury. He said he doesn't know the severity of it, but he does. He is reporting to me, and he he reported on his own channel that he has a knee injury. I guess the only question is to what severity it is. Let's say it's something for the rest of the year. Let's just say that for the sake of this discussion. Are you cutting or keeping Cody Whitehair next year? considering some of the struggles he's had this season. He definitely
0: has had struggles there, Greg. And I know even next year, the guaranteed money is not, not as much too, if I, if I remember that correctly. Um, I think the bears can definitely look to upgrade, um, you know, at that position, but until I know exactly how they're going to do that, um, I'm still going with keep at, at this moment in time, but, that's definitely something you look into the offseason. You look at this line. Can we get better at left guard? I think you can. So if if you go the opposite direction here, Greg, I wouldn't blame you. But I, I completely understand why he's on this list for the hypotheticals of keeper cut right now.
2: Yeah, if I'm keeping Alex Leatherwood, I want him to play guard. And if I'm keeping Alex Leatherwood, then I'm cutting Cody Whitehair. You know, it, it, you know Ryan Poles. You know, he trimmed some of the fat last offseason, at least how he determined it with this offensive line, sent some guys that Bears fans weren't happy about going. James Daniels, you know, is playing in Pittsburgh right now Mm -hmm. as a young offensive lineman, could have been here. Ryan Poles has his, you know, uh, preference on what he wants on the offensive line. So I know of all the things he's studying hard, and I know he's studying this team across the board, but – You know, I know he probably has a little more of a leg up on what he wants from offensive linemen. And I don't know if Cody Whitehair has many more days here with the Chicago Bears. So if this injury is something that keeps him out for the rest of the year, I understand they have a lot of holes to fill. So, I mean, that goes with any position. Some of these guys might get saved just by that alone because it'll just depend on the domino effect as to what they can address in free agency in the draft. And then, whoever's left over in the free agency pool after the draft, some of the one-year deal guys. Um, but once we get through all that, uh, I think Cody Whitehair is going to be a guy they cut. Uh, so we'll see. As you said, the the contract is something where it's you know certainly cuttable. So that's where I stand with that. Um, and then my final keeper cut is Tevin Jenkins, another hypothetical we have to play here and let's hope for Tevin that he is okay. Um, But let's say hypothetically it, because initially it did look serious. I mean, you get taken off on a stretcher, you get taken to the hospital. Anytime you have to do that, it is serious. And my initial reaction when he got taken off in the stretcher and it looked like it was something that was like, you know, he could have broke his back. I mean, but luckily thank God he's okay. As far as it being that kind of an injury But for the sake of the discussion, let's say it is something that's relatively serious. Any kind of injury is serious to the person it's happening to. Anybody that says it's minor or the people it's not happening to personally. So uh, they're all serious when it comes to having to rehabilitate from an injury. But let's say it was something that could hold him back this offseason. If you're Ryan Poles, are you keeping or cutting Tevin Jenkins?
0: Then I wonder, Greg, like going back to how, you know, it all started with Tevin Jenkins when Ryan Poles got here with all the trade circulation and now you're not knowing if he's gonna be healthy enough to play. Like it's then I think as a GM, you, you have to be smart about this. Like obviously he's still a young player, and let's say he comes out he's clear, good to go, could still play football at a high level. You you still gotta look out for yourself, right? He's already had some injuries. There was this trade, you know, rumors that went on, and then he kind of uh, cleared those and saying, "This is your home." He's played really good football at the right guard position. For me, I I would like to still see what Tevin Jenkins can do because I still don't even think he's reached his full potential as a as a guard if that's where he's going to stick with. It's just
2: that so, this. So if he's fine, you're keeping him. I think that's the easy answer. Yeah. If he's fine, yeah, I'm keeping him. You're keeping him. But if he isn't fine, then where are you going?
0: Then then we have to talk with teams. Then we got to talk to looking to probably get somebody else here. Because you just can't – you can't take that risk. How many of these uh, offensive linemen are you going to
2: be, – Right, because, guess, like, if he's not fine and he's got to rehab and go through – then you don't even know the player when he comes back. Exactly. After he rehabs through everything, then you're putting him – yeah, he learned a lot this season, and and I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. But let's say let's just hope for the sake of the conversation he mm-hmm. is fine. And if that's the case, we're both keeping him across the board. Somebody in the chat said, you know, I'm sorry, but what's up with the love for Alex Leatherwood? And I think my calculus with that is, yeah, he didn't have a great day against the Eagles. They had him out at tackle, but I look at him just like Tevin Jenkins. This dude is a big body, and you know he was a first round talent out of Alabama. Correct. And you put him at guard, just like you put Tevin Jenkins at guard. You know that you're in a foam booth, as they say, right? Out on tackle, you're out on an island. You got to move, right? Hassan reddick uh, Riddick Redick is getting around you, and you you're all by yourself out there. If they're not going to mm-hmm. give somebody to chip this guy, but if you're inside, you can use that big body to your advantage. And I think if they give him a shot at guard, might see him. Start to shine a little bit the way you started to see Tevin Jenkins shine. I'm hoping because uh, the Bears, have, if they have to fill four offensive lineman spots, they're in a lot of trouble. And I saw somebody else in the chat, Kyle Waddle, say, you know, they're gonna they're gonna build. You know, Ryan Poles wants to build through the draft, and I actually disagree with that. I mean, last year he tried to sign Ryan Bates, and the Buffalo Bills matched the offer sheet. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a, t- if he was willing to put that money up this last off season for offensive line before he really even knew the team he had going into this off, off season, I absolutely think, you know, yes, I think they're going to look at defensive line, but I think offensive line is, is where the money is going to be spent and get guys that are proven in here that can create a pocket for Justin Fields. so. No, I mean, I'm not giving Alex Leatherwood the left guard spot before he's even played a snap there. We're playing a little bit of a hypothetical game when it comes to keep or cut. But as far as somebody that you still want to see more from, I think Alex Leatherwood is in the keep category, not necessarily start and give him all the reps, but he's certainly in the keep category. Whereas Cody Whitehair, I've seen enough of him over the last few years, and it's been a while since we can say he's had a solid season. I don't think he had that great of a season last year. And I know the naggy stuff was a total mess and, and that wasn't all on him. But at the same time, he hasn't had a very good couple of years here and, and he hasn't had a good year this year. And now he potentially could be hurt, um, you know, going into these last three games. So that's where I stand when it comes to Alex Leatherwood, Tevin Jenkins and Cody Whitehair. So, you know, we're trying to keep these guys. We're not trying to run players out of town but that was a little bit of the um, little keeper cut game that I wanted to. Bust I like it, Greg.
0: It. I like it. It's, uh, you know, not, not exactly what will would, would have
2: come up with because his would have been these, way more intricate, you know, with details stats and, and, information. Yep, yep. and I'm They're just coming with opinion based hypotheticals. I know I keep using the meatball and I appreciate you pushing back and, and, and Saying I'm not that big of a meatball, and I appreciate that. I'm trying my best here, you know, to hold up with the big dogs. You guys are the research guys. I'm the hot take guy. I know my role here at CHGO, but I do feel like, you know, I, I, I can I know a thing or two about this team. I've been watching them for a minute, so uh, I enjoy playing the the hypothetical game here. And, and I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, hanging along and 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 interacting in the chat as we went through that. Um, real quick, if there's anybody here in the chat that had any, any questions, I don't know if, um, you know, our super producer in the back, Joey had any bookmarks or anything he wanted to bring up, Joey, uh, did you want to hop in here and, and, and let me know? I mean, I don't want to put you on here. Honestly, I've not seen a ton of questions come through tonight, more of just, uh, you know, some comments here, um, and you have done a good job keeping up with them. A lot of them have come in the, in the final uh, Brags game, which was glorious, I should say. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not, not a ton of questions. I was looking, I was getting ready to star some stuff, but uh, you know, give them a last chance here. If anyone's got some questions, throw them in the chat. Yeah. Last chance for romance while we give our, final. why does Carm love the Packers so much? That is a great question, Kurt. I don't know. You know, because him, I was on an after dark, when we had our Christmas party and Mark and Carmi V are talking about how they don't understand why bears fans hate the Packers. And the, the whole thing went off the rails for a minute until Matt Peck came in and saved us and absolutely <laughs> buried green Bay. And he was like, you know, they were like talking like we might miss Aaron Rodgers, and you got to love Lambeau field and all that stuff. So, that's a great question, and we have no idea. You know, there's really no answer to why Mark Carmen is the way he is, but we love Mark Carmen. so uh, we wouldn't trade him for anything. Uh, but we kid. We kid because we love Mark. Uh, but Kyle Waddles asking in the chat, Nick, uh, do they trade back? Because right now they do hold the rights to the number two pick if the season ended today, which it doesn't. But if they hold that number two pick, or wherever you think they're going to pick, do they trade back and with who?
0: Yeah, I think uh, they're in a really good spot right now, Greg, and we'll see kind of honestly where they end up. Is it going to be two, three? It will do the Bears surprisingly win a game these last three and, you know, mess everything up here in draft uh, order here. But they can probably get a haul, right? Like depending on a QB needy team. And, you know, we had Eric at home on last week and kind of, previewing a little bit of the teams that need quarterbacks and how many are actually going to go in the first round. But I just think come draft time every single year, you know, the draft stock always rises for a lot of these guys. Hopefully that's the case. And for me personally, I as much as I'd like to see them draft, you know, Carter Anderson, one of those two guys, I think the best case for the bears though, Greg, if you can get more draft capital, because like we, we were just saying, we were just thinking about cutting and keeping or cutting some of these other guys. But there's so many positions that need to be filled. Like if you have to replace four offensive linemen on this team, you also you almost have to do the same for the wide receivers, you know, right? Like just on the offense itself. So I think trading back would be um, a good scenario for the Bears to be and in I, just because they can get a lot for it.
2: And I hate saying it, but I feel like the Lions and Don Burr are our best candidate because Mm -hmm. and it's a risk because then you're helping them get the quarterback because they wouldn't trade up unless they're drafting a quarterback. You're helping them get the quarterback that they're identifying for. So that is a risk. But if they were were willing to give us their two first round picks, which right now sit at like four and 15 or 16, whatever it is, because it hasn't, the season hasn't shaken out yet, but we know it's going to be a high you know, top 10 pick and then somewhere in the middle in the teens. I think they're a great candidate for that because I say that because I don't want to fall too far back. I want to trade Mm -hmm. back, but it would be, it would be kind of having our cake and eating it too. If we could trade back and still be at four, you know, if we were two and traded back to four, because then we're guaranteed either Will Anderson or uh, 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 Carter, Carter. Jalen Carter. So, I think that is a really a best case scenario. Detroit has been willing to trade within the division. They've shown that in the mm-hmm. draft and then this season with Hawkinson. So I don't think they're opposed to it. It'd just be a matter of how Ryan pulls, how comfortable he is, you know, given them, you know, whether it's Levis or CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Uh, so that'll be interesting with that decision. Uh, we did have a ch- uh, question early in the, in the show from Al and he did say, do the Bears pay either J- Jalen Johnson or Cole Komet this offseason? What do you think, Nick?
0: Well, I think uh, just going based off production, I, even though you won't even see it in the stats really, right, for Jalen Johnson, he doesn't have the interceptions or the the spotlight plays, right? But I think Jalen Johnson has shown you. Even I, I know A.J. Brown ha- statistically had a good day yesterday against the Bears, but he he's a, he's a good corner. And you don't want to lose guys like that. And I think he's a a foundational piece you can work with on your defense. So if I had to bet my money on, like, the big next contract, I would lean more towards Jalen Johnson than I would Cole Komet. Not that they both can't get one, but if it was me, you know, I'm looking for Jalen Johnson, even though he doesn't get those interceptions that maybe you want to see that Iberflus really does covet at, at the, you know, defensive back position. But I think that Jalen Johnson would get a contract extension.
2: Okay, and Kyle Waddle had uh, one more question here in the chat. What position does uh, Ryan Poles pay up to uh, top money for in free agency? I mentioned I, I feel strongly that offensive line is a candidate. He showed he was willing to try that last offseason. And uh, like I said, the bills match the offer for uh, that we made to Ryan Bates. Uh, where do you stand on who they're going to pay top money for in free agency? Who is the, well, the what? guy? Yeah. Who, like, what's the position that first day? Like when Lovey took the plane out to uh, Julius Peppers, took the private jet and and didn't come home unless he was bringing Julius Peppers back. Who is that guy this season? Or you don't have to say that guy. What is that position this season? I won't put you on the spot for specific guys tonight, but it's coming. We want. It's mates. coming. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. I. Th- there it is. D line. Go get Payne. I mean, he wanted to get Larry Joby, right? And is that three tech f- fulfilled at this point with Justin Jones? And even you can add someone alongside him too, right? I think it is going to be addressing that defensive line. He wanted to do it last off season. It didn't work out. If you man, Duron Payne, like again, they were just on national television the Commanders yesterday. So it um just seeing what he's capable of and still building, adding more players around him, that would be another. I, I agree with you. Offensive line would be, you know, a position group, but still the defense. I still don't think he's as satisfied as he wanted to be if he would have got an Joby, but that would be someone that wouldn't be wouldn't be surprising at all. If, uh, you know, Ryan Poles said, here, here's the, here's the cash, here's the money, let's go and get our guy.
2: Yep, I, I agree. It's going to be D-line and O-line where they're going to pay their money. And then the rest of it, they're going to figure out in the draft. And then whatever they can't get in those first few rounds of the draft will be how they address those one-year contracts of players that didn't get a contract in free agency after the draft. So uh, it'll be interesting. If they get a D-tackle, maybe they lean more hard towards Will Anderson. If they get a pass rusher in free agency, maybe they lean harder for Jalen Carter, the one, the one position I know they're going to put money in, whether because you could argue whether mm-hmm. it's going to be D end or D tackle for money, but I know they're putting in money in the offensive line because we just went over it. Now, Cody's hurt potentially, you know, we'll see the severity on it. Uh, according to my guy, David Kaplan, Uh Tevin Jenkins hurt, you know, Sam Mussefer certainly, you know, a valiant effort, but I think we need an upgrade there. I don't think that's a stretch of the imagination to say, you know, right tackle, right guard, potentially center, left guard. You know, Braxton Jones right now is the only guy you feel comfortable with moving into next season. That's a fifth-round pick, you know? So yeah. he's got a lot of work to do this offseason trying to roll over that, that offensive line unit. So I know they're going to put money into that. Um, Direly, Bro, Brody Berry says, "Direly need a wide receiver. One my best talent for cheap guys are DJ Moore, who well, I mean he I believe he's under contract, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Zay Jones, Michael Pittman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Renfro. What wide receiver do you think the Bears go for? This is an interesting one. I mean, I certainly think they're going to add somebody, you know, in free agency, probably." would want to lean towards the one-year guys. I saw somebody in the chat earlier today uh, bring up Michael Thomas's name, and I was like, it's like Star Wars with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was like, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. But it made me think, you know, because that's kind of – they're going to have to get tricky, right? Because they already got Chase Claypool. They've already got Darnell Mooney. And I know some fans and some people are talking about uh, trading for DeAndre Hopkins or trading for Mike Evans or – Chris Godwin or uh, somebody that's going to become available the way AJ Brown came available, but we already gave up our high second round pick for Chase Claypool. So what draft equity are you willing to give up for those players and how much are they going to cost when teams know how desperate we are for Mm -hmm. that type of a player? That's going to be the, 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 the dance that Ryan Poles is going to have to do here this offseason, season. I certainly would love one of those guys I just mentioned, but of the names that um, uh, Brody brought up, is there any that stick out to you?
0: Man, Greg, uh, Will and I actually had a discussion like this on one of the preview shows about some of the wide receivers and what the bears can possibly do. But out of that list, um, man, that's tough. I mean, I, I love how uh, Renfro can get open and, you know, just create space and, is able to just be a security blanket for any quarterback. But that's like, I don't think that's the splash move that people want to see at the wide receiver position, but just kind of going back, seeing what happened last off season with all the wide receivers traded. And you bring up a good point about what draft equity, would they be willing to give up or what would be the the cost for one of these guys? It's, Let's go crazy. That's going to be the question.
2: Let's go crazy here. <laughs> okay. Would you give up not this year's first round pick, but next year's first round pick for T Higgins. Let's say the bears trade back at two and add a future first round pick. That's going. To, so you already have your own and then you have a second first round pick. The not the, the year after this. And you use that first round pick and offer it to the Cincinnati Bengals for T Higgins. Are you doing it?
0: I do like T Higgins. That's uh, I. I'm glad you brought him up, uh, man. A first, and that's next year. That's next year, Greg. You are, and you, you get you get, you get the help right now. You get
2: the help get right, right now, now too. which is why they got Claypool. As much as it exactly. hurts to give up that pick, now you know you have that. That was the the, I think the calculus that Ryan Poles had there. Because I think a lot of people are out on that move now, and I still am hopeful that that move works out. It's not looking great right now.
0: It's not looking great, but you know, I'm going with Brody here. Yes, I, I'm biased. I like T. Uh, you know, I think that would be a, a great pickup to add to a wide receiver core that you're still ch- trying to build up, but man, he's uh he's a number one with you know, obviously a guy like um you know, you have Chase. Uh it, like you just it, it's a stacked wide receiver core over there in Cincinnati. Chase Darnell Mooney had a over. serious
2: injury, it's gonna be interesting to see how he can come back mm-hmm. from that. And we know how hard he works, so I'm sure he'll come back with flying colors. But at the same time, Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool are both due for a contract soon. So you got to get somebody here that you know is going to be here the next five years for Justin Fields. Because right now we don't know if Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool are going to be here for years to come. I think we all thought Darnell Mooney was going to get a long-term contract and then he got injured. So I think that muddies the waters with any kind of contract talk this upcoming offseason. Now, if the bears can get him on a team friendly deal, cause Darnell's looking at it like, Hey, I need to take this money and, and you know, this and, in, um, ensure my money now before I head into next season. And if God forbid, you know, another injury happens, a uh, football is a brutal sport. Maybe that's the way he goes. And, and I think the bears probably would consider that, but, um, I'm with you because I I definitely have my eyes on Marvin Harrison Jr. And if the bears were able to trade back the way the Eagles have, and now the Eagles hold the saints first round pick here in the top 10, it could be a top five pick. That was a great move by their franchise. And if the bears could trade, you know, back and acquire someone's top 10 pick next year, and we get in the Marvin Harrison Jr. Sweepstakes, that's really exciting to me because I think anybody that's watched him play would understand why that excites me. He is a dynamic player and obviously has the lineage behind him. Uh, But at the same time, to your point, you get T. Higgins right now. As much as we all love the Marvin Harrison Jr. dream, there's no guarantees there. And you get T. Higgins right now. So uh, I'm with you guys. That's what I would do. Uh, And I think those are the kind of options that are on the table. Ryan Poles is going to have a lot to work with this offseason. He's got a lot of moves to make. He's got a lot of building to do, but if you don't look at it in a negative light and you know, mean "Oh, there's just so much work to do. And hopefully he's looking at it as, you know, I get to attack this offseason. I want an attacking GM who's swindling other teams and, you know, uh, getting players on a good deal and, and doing whatever he's got to do and maneuver. I'm a believer in Ryan Poles. Um, I wasn't too big on Ryan Pace by the end of it, but he did get us Justin Fields. So, Um, we shall see how it goes, but those are some of the thoughts. So appreciate the chat, uh, you know, getting involved here and asking some questions to end the show. Um, certainly got our wheels turning as far as thoughts going into the off season. And we're going to have plenty of shows to talk about that. So any final thoughts, Nick, before we uh, close the door and close the curtains on this show?
0: Now, Greg, uh, you know, I just, this being like, I think this is the first full one that maybe we've done one before, but you did the you're, D you're
2: doing... Lo Brown one too. Yes, yes,
0: yes. And you know, but th- you're doing a fantastic job running the ship here and you're doing your thing. The and scary I, I appreciate thing you giving
2: me the wheel. <laughs> yeah, and hey, take the we wheel. we made it. We made it to the end here. So <laughs> we, made we made it, it to our crashing. final destination. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to our super producer, Joey Spade, that's in the back. The goat always helping us along. Shout out to everybody in the chat for helping us out and, and being involved. Hit that like button on your way out. Subscribe. Please hit that subscribe button. Get in on our Die Hard program. We've, uh, you know, you can you know, become a member and, and give it away as a gift, Christmas gift, and, and, mm-hmm. and get some cool stuff going along with that. So make sure you check that out. We'll be posting links to how you can do that here as the week goes along leading up to Christmas. So um, you know, we'll be right back at it. CHGO Bears will be right back at it at noon. Adam Hogue and Mark Carmen and yours truly. I'm not laying bricks right now because of these freezing temperatures. I'm gonna be in studio tomorrow, uh, you know, uh, doing it up with the with the with the goofballs. Uh, Mark's really more of the goofball. Uh, Adam isn't, but they're rising shit. They've stolen my rise and shine stick. And I also want to shout out Cody Del Mendo, as always, helping us make money from our couch. Uh, Tune into him at CHGO Cubs and of course CHGO Bets as him and Sean Anderson are uh, doing daily betting shows and and doing a great job with that. So I've done all the shout outs. Um, We do have a couple ad reads though, Nick, before we run away. And if we don't do them, I know that I will kill myself for not doing it. Kick myself, I should say. Not kill myself. It's not that serious. But kick myself for not doing them. So without further ado, I would also like to tell you Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco got you covered from soldier field to the, to the front room, North or South side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between get decked out like DeMar and apparel from the leader in sports, merch and collectibles. Foco, Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo go- code CHGO for 10% off. We get we've gotten so enamored with our with our conversation. We got so lost in the sauce. We had to make sure we shout out our sponsors, and we got one more to shout out.
0: Yeah, after you check out FOCO, again, you see you see it right here as we're talking, DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player props. You name it, they have it. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app. Plays the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, uh, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Uh, my girlfriend and I actually made some bets on this game tonight against the Packers and Rams. Don't know how those are going, but we'll check them out right after we, we log off of here. But first, what you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and you get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum and age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: There it is. See, we, cr- we crossed all our T's, dotted all our I's. I almost got out of here without, you know, minding my P's and Q's, but we did it. So we we almost crashed. See how we were talking about driving the ship, and I almost crashed the car, but then we course corrected, and here we are uh, finishing the night strong. Uh, shout out to all our sponsors helping us along the way here at CHGO. Uh, again, thank you to the chat. We got Rocky in the chat. You ever seen uh, three ninjas, Nick? Remember three no. ninjas? Are you too I young don't. for three ninjas? Joey, I know, has seen three ninjas. So, I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm the old timer here on the show. I mean, Joey, have you seen three ninjas? He's like, he's like, he—he's right just going to end the show. He's like, I've had enough. of. Great- <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, no, my not. God. I was going to say, Rocky loves Emily. Rocky, you guys, man. When this, end the show, go watch Three Ninjas. But make sure, as always, to tune in to CHGO Bears and CHGO Sports. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Bear down.